Hello and welcome to Classical Stuff You Should Know, a podcast about books and ideas and philosophy and um, war and, and conquest. Uh, my name is Thomas Magby. I am joined as always by Mr. A.J. Hannenberg. That's me. And Mr. Graham Donaldson. Hello. And today we are continuing on with part two of, is it our most requested, like how would you describe our longest promised series of episodes? It's my biggest failure. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to say it we, that way. That's now, how you want to say it that way. I, I felt that way. I didn't say it, mm, but yeah. uh, part two of uh, the series on Genghis Khan. Is, uh, yeah, yeah, part two, I'm doing it. So I thought, I've thought about just doing the intro so and then <laughs> waiting something another else. three years <laughs> yeah. for the next one. That's so good. <laughs> I almost did a modest proposal instead. But <laughs> Just to throw people off. Yeah. Yeah. Have you fer- fermented it. any mare's milk in, in the in-between? I've not, but I've talked to people who have, and apparently it is disgusting. Yeah. It tastes just like straight vomit. That's gross. Really yeah. gross. Not ideal. Maybe it was like a bad vintage. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> well, you know the problem? It wasn't plunger fermented like it should be hmm. in a skin sack yeah, overnight. Yeah, it needs to be like hanging in your tent overnight or whatever it was. In a yurt in yeah. Mongolia. Yeah. There's probably different... Bacteria but we did have time. someone whose kids go to the school whose family had spent time in that part of the world. And I tried. Did she say Uzbekistan or she say Kyrgyzstan? Anyway, and she said she tried it and it ain't great. Yeah, really gross. Yeah. Because I think we talked ourselves into it being we potentially did. tasty. and Like Bailey's Irish yeah, cream whiskey. We've been disabused of yeah. this. But yeah. there are a lot of things that everybody else hates that I enjoy. So I Like what? I really like yerba mate. That's great. I mean, like really grassy yerba. I like, love yerba. Like smooching a lawnmower kind of grassy. Yeah. But there's a whole continent that loves that. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's true about the her- fermented marathon. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, it's it's a it's one of those things that might be an acquired taste, and I tend tend to like those things. So it's, it's quite the way to acquire that taste. Like, just forcing through the vomit <laughs> taste. No, so. you just got to be like, oh man, that mirror. <laughs> As, look at that. We got our leftover milk. Let's plunge it. Let's <laughs> ferment it and see what we get. See what, see what happens. <laughs> I think when you're desperate, yeah. <laughs> just about anything goes. All right. <clears throat> so Genghis Khan. Cool. We're starting from the beginning of the book, and the two the two first big sections that I got through is the origins of Genghis Khan and the youth of Genghis Khan. We probably won't get through everything today. We'll get par- part of the way through his youth, and then we'll call it good. This book is delightful. It's super fun. There's a lot of names you won't, probably won't know, and if you want to read it, there's a lot of areas you won't know and people groups that you probably won't track with. I, I highlighted some of them last podcast, but... That's okay. The stories themselves are so fun that it really doesn't matter, and I hope you enjoy them. So the origins of Genghis Khan. Our story begins with Grey Wolf, who was born with a destiny from heaven above. Oh, that's that's a great name, and I love this. Yeah. How do you know that? Like, is there like a scroll, it just says, it a says scroll that comes exactly out, that. or like a... How is this prophecy? Yeah. yeah. How, how is this told to the person? I... Like, we, just we, you know, we, we barely okay. have the translation. Okay, of this thing. Does okay. the doctor tell you? <laughs> oh, that's a gray wolf. Uh, it's actually <laughs> totally ambiguous whether or not these were supposed to be animals or not. If huh. it was people named these things or if it was just, it was straight a gray wolf. Huh. Right. We don't know. But it has a destiny. Yeah. His wife was Fallow Doe and they came by crossing the sea. Okay. And then we have a genealogy. So it's those two people and then 12 wait, generations wait, wait. after. How can a Fallow Doe have a genealogy? Don't ask the question. So many questions. It was his... Yeah, it's a wolf, man. Uh-huh. Fair. Touche. <laughs> wolf and a doe making babies. All right. And they got... So Sorry, 12 fallow. generations later, you have Turogol, Turogolgin the rich and his wife Boroxen the fair, 
and they bore two sons, Dua the One-Eyed and Dobin the Marksman. Oh man, I'd rather be the, known as the rich as opposed to the One-Eyed. <laughs> yeah, not great. Well, the great thing about the One-Eyed, Dua the One-Eyed had a single eye in the middle of his forehead, Whoa. and he saw a distance of a three days march. Oh, that's pretty Dude good. was like laser-faced. Yeah. He could see forever. So one time, Dua and, and uh, the Marksman... Uh, Dobin, they were hanging out on a mountain and they saw some people coming. And uh, Dua, his brother saw him first. Yeah, he saw her <laughs> far off. He's like, hey, there are people coming. And Dobin is like, great, what's, what's the Let deal? Let me know he's in like, two days. He says, they have a fine girl with them. And he's like, hey, we should go to, We should go ask about her, right? She's cute. We should go check her out, see if we can get you for my buddy, Dobin the Marksman. Off they went. Her name was Alan the Fair. Uh, Alan? Alan the Fair. <laughs> Alan, 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 <laughs> which is how I imagine it sounded with them running up to this cart. Alan, 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 Alan. Uh, so Alan the Fair. For those of you who don't know that reference, <laughs> go, do yourself a favor and look up BBC Talking Animals on on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. It's, the reason why. And then we also had a teacher named Alan named who Alan, taught yeah. algebra for a long time, and every time we saw him in the halls, we would do that. And I can't. I don't know if he liked it or not, but we did it for like two years. Yep. So if he hated it, <laughs> no wonder it doesn't work here anymore. Okay, and it turned out they got engaged. Alan the Fair was down. To which one? To Dobin the Marksman. Oh, the Marksman. Not the, the one-eyed guy. Well, the one-eyed guy was like, look, man, we better get this girl for you. He, yeah. was, he oh. was looking out for his brother. Oh, he yeah. wasn't like, you know, he's just being being solid, oh, being a solid man, brother. Jeez. So they get the girl, and she had two sons with Dobin, Bugunaday uh-huh. and Belgunaday. Do the one-eyed had four sons. Okay. Who did he marry? Uh, it doesn't say. Just, okay. Maybe another Cyclops. <laughs> cool. And they stared directly into each other's <laughs> eye when they kissed. How romantic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dua the One-Eyed had four sons and then he died. But after he died, all of those sons despised Uncle Dobin and oh. they broke away and they moved off and they become the Dorbin folk. So oh. different different group. So we're we're sort of leaving the One-Eyed. They all become different guys and we're hanging out with Do- Dor- Dorbin and his crew. Um, one day while hunting... Uncle Dobin met a guy who had killed an elk and was roasting it. And he asked for some of the meat. The guy took a little bit of the chest and a little bit of the lung and gave the rest of the meat to Dobin, Dobin, um, which was awesome. Like, that's a whole lot of meat, right? Right. Uh, So he gave the rest. And then later, as Dobin was sort of leaving the forest, he met a man on the road. And the guy was holding his kid by the hand. And he said, oh, boy, I'm sure I'm hungry. I'm also wicked poor. You mind giving me some of that meat? I'll trade you my kid. And so he... Makes the trade? He made the trade. Wow. So he, okay. gave him, he gave him the thighs of the elk and then took the kid to be a servant. And then Dobin died. So Alan the Fair is now single. Mm. She doesn't have a husband. And she has mothered three sons with Dobin. Bugu Katagi, Buata Saljil, Salji. I'm sorry. I'm going to struggle through you're, these you're for it. pretty much yeah, the whole time. You don't think you're getting them right? <laughs> uh, Bugu Katagi, Buatu <laughs> Salji. And this one's pretty easy. Bodenkar the simple. Oh, okay, good. Bodenkar. Um, um, wait, is, so is Alan still fair? Uh, yeah, oh, I'm sure. Oh. I'm sure Alan's still just totally smoking. Yeah. Um, so her previous sons, Bugunuday and Belgunuday from Dobin, gossiped because he wasn't around and she was having more kids. And they said she must have had them with that servant boy mm. that got taken. Remember him? Is he, that the simple? The simple is the servant. No, no, no. no. So, so that so she had two sons mm-hmm. with Dobin, the mm-hmm. marksman. Yes. And then Dobin got this kid, brought him home, mm-hmm. and then eventually Dobin died. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then she cranked out three more kids. Whoa. And the two brothers who had been around, yeah, yeah, they're, they're like, like uh, well, "Well, there's this new we servant can, guy living math. in our house, yeah, yeah. and all of a sudden, all mom's of a sudden having got, more kids. Yeah. Like something doesn't quite add up oh, here." Man. 
So they start gossiping yeah. and they start thinking that it must be this servant guy whose name is Malik Bayout. <laughs> awesome. This is going to be the whole episode, I yeah. think, okay. just with the names. Great. Uh, the three sons must be his. She sat them all down and she said, boys, that's not the case. Mm. I'm not sleeping with Malik Bayout. Uh, the serving boy. The serving, serving boy. Yeah. So the first thing she did is she t- took them all and gave them an arrow. And she said, you guys break it. And they go, okay, snap. And they snap the arrow. And then she b- put five of those arrows together and gave them the bundle and said, try to break that. Whew. They couldn't. They're like, oh, dang. Five arrows bundled together. So she said, here's what actually happened. I was say, I feel like this is a red herring. Right. <laughs> no, like, no, it's not on, a red mom. herring. She'll, she'll come back to that. <laughs> okay. And, okay. But she has them do this. And then she says, here's what's actually true. Every night, a shining yellow man enters with brilliant light through the smoke hole in the yurt of the top of the yurt and comes and strokes my belly. And then his light dissolves into my womb. And when he leaves, he crawls out on the moonbeams of the sun of the moon like a yellow dog. The three sons must have been from heaven. And the guys are like... Sure. That sounds legitimate. They, uh, they buy it? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're like... And the serving, is, the they're serving boy's not like, that's exa- exactly what is happening. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. This is the thing. It's like, she's like, clearly you will all be rulers because you have come from heaven. And all the boys are like, yes, this checks out exactly. precisely. This seems to be exactly what happened. And the ser- I'm sure the serving boy is like, oh yes, that's what happened. Absolutely. I can't, I can't believe they're buying this. And they all have the same nose as me, but that's yeah, just a complete like, coincidence. <laughs> oh man, that's, this is one of my favorite parts of the entire story is the story about the moon Man so Moon Man comes in and he leaves like a yellow dog <laughs> yeah. and just rubs her belly at uh-huh. night. That feels euphemistic. And then uh, yes. she's pregnant. Yes. With three times. Three okay. times. Yeah, he keeps, apparently that Moon guy keeps on coming oh, around. Okay. So either it was the servant boy or or the History Channel is right and That's Ancient right. Aliens is really <laughs> so, real. But those, are, wait, those older brothers thing. are cool with it? I bet those older brothers would be like, crap, we got like yeah. divine brothers yeah. from the Moon Man and we're I, just like regular dopes. They're okay with it? I, 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 they're kind of okay with it. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about it. So That's because now there's five of them. And yeah, yeah. And then yeah, she yeah. says, look, I had you break those arrow shafts. Mm-hmm. If you guys go try to go it on your own, you'll be easy to break. Mm-hmm. But if you stick together as five brothers, you'll do great, right? You'll be hard, hard to break. So you stay together. And they're like, cool. And then she died. That's so, right then and there. Would, no, I don't, oh. I'm sure that was later. Right. <laughs> 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 After more time with the, yeah, yeah, the with servant the moon, boy, the moon man, um, and then when they divided the livestock, four of the brothers took it all. Bodenkar the simple, they thought foolish, so they didn't give him his share. So he, even though there's six brothers, she just had five arrows. No, there's there's five brothers. There's the there two early three, ones, and then she there was three. Two early oh, ones, Bodenkar, Bodenkar the and then yes. three with uh, I mean presumably the the servant boy, Moon, Moon Man, yeah. Moon, Moon Man, and then so the four brothers took all of the stuff, and they're like, um, Bodenkar, we're not giving you any because you're dumb. You're and he's like, simple. ah, okay. So he didn't think that was cool so he's like i'm out i'm out of here uh he jumped on a pale gray horse with a stripe and a saddle sore spine and bare bones tail and then he went to the river made a grass thatched hut and lived there by himself as and, one does when they're ousted by their yes. brothers yeah and from what i remember his, his beginning was really rough he found himself a hawk and that was awesome and it was and he trained it he fed it from his own mouth he would chew food and spit it into the hawk and then the he trained the hawk to catch ducks and geese and then he would bring the ducks and geese back, pull out all the feathers. He wouldn't clean up after himself. The place stank of duck and goose. And he just lived kind of a squalor lifestyle. Hey man, I mean, just... And then there were some people that came down from the mountain. And he used to go and hang out with them. And they would drink Isuk. And then he would come back to the hut to spend the night. And they never asked who he was. And he never asked who they were. <laughs> Shut up. 
You just walk into town and he's like, what's up? You guys want to drink some Isuk? And they're like, hey, B- <laughs> Bowden car. He's like, I'm simple. And then they would just drink a whole bunch. And then he would go back and eat some goose or whatever it was and then fall asleep. Okay. And they said uh, that his brothers, one of his brothers, Bugu Katagi, remembered him and was like, we better go check on, we better go check on <laughs> Bowden car the simple. He might do, not be doing okay. So they went down and asked the folk and the folk said, they're like, oh, we know a guy like that. He comes every, every day, drinks with us and then goes away. And when the blow, when the wind blows correct, feathers come our way from this direction. Mm. So we think he's over there. He should be here any minute. And of course, Bugu Kotaki find, finds him and kind of leads him off. He's like, I'm bringing you home, brother. And on the way, Bodenkar, huh? What about the hawk? I'm sure the hawk is coming. Okay. Well, you wouldn't leave your hawk. Bodenkar starts saying as they travel, he goes, big brother, big brother. Um, how happy for a body to have a head and a coat to have a collar. Bugu Katagi did not know what he meant, right. so he didn't say anything. Then he says it again. Big brother, big brother, how happy for a body to have a head and a coat to have a collar. And Bugu Katagi doesn't say anything. He says it a third time, and then Bugu is like, what What are you talking about, right. Bodenkar? Like, this doesn't make any sense. You're not, like, out with it. And he goes, oh, uh, well, those folks now who were on the Tunkalik stream, they have no big or little, no bad or good, no head or hoof. They are all on a level. They would be easy folks to handle. Let's capture them. Oh my gosh. The guys he'd been drinking with? Yeah. Oh. That's what he meant. Is like they don't they don't have anybody running their show. So yeah. let's go run their show. Was apparently his whole plan, which Dang. seems uncool that for seems a drinking. Super buddy. uncool. Yeah. yeah, that's uncool. Every day you're hanging out and like you're drinking, you're probably opening up about your feelings right. and like And they're being real cool about the feathers that keep on blowing yeah. into camp. And then when he leaves, he's like Buddy, we well, could we could go wreck that place. We can go yeah. wreck that place. Well, and it sounded do? good to Bugu, to Bugu uh-huh. so they do it. They go get their other brothers. They Rough. plan, yeah. and they go and raid the people. And they get Bodenkar, a lady, and uh, oh, he he captures a, pre- a lady that's already pregnant. So he gets he gets himself a wife. And then of course we have another genealogy. So it kind of goes in these little episodes. At least in the beginning, we have the gray wolf and the fallow deer, and then it goes down to this whole saga about the one-eyed and the marksman and then they get Alan the fair and Alan the fair has these five kids and then from them come a bunch of people groups and I'm not gonna really go into it but some of them are named like barrel you are like barrels because they love food and they're mm. shaped like barrels there's just a whole bunch of people we don't really need to go into it but from Bodenkar's line comes Kabul Khan is, is Bodenkar the symbol yeah okay. mm-hmm. so Bodenkar the symbol is in the line of Genghis Khan gotcha. which is kind of cool yeah right so from all of that comes Kabul Khan, and he rules all the Mongols, and he's got seven kids. And after him, somebody else's son ruled, Hambagai Khan. Uh, apparently Khan was, I think I talked about this last episode, Khan was an elected position, right? So even though he had seven kids, the people are like, we're not, we're not going to take any of your seven kids. We're going to make somebody else's kid Khan. So it was like so, Doge. Yeah. So Hambagai Khan, or like a chief, mm-hmm. right? Hambagai Khan is the guy that takes over. Um, and Humbagai was going to give a daughter. Are you guys with me so far? Yes. I know we've been kind of jumping around. Yes. We are with you. You're with me on the story? Oh, yeah. Yes. So we, ha- we left those other episodes yep. behind. We are yes. now in a new episode. So he decided to give a daughter to the Ari <laughs> Ayiriut. Uh-huh. As he was going, the Tatar Juin folk seized him to take him to the Golden Khan of the Chinese. Do you remember the Golden Khan of the Chinese from last episode? Nope. So I already threw it out of my head. So They were... They were super rich, had a lot of gold, and he he was. They were kind of the people that were in charge at the moment, the yep. golden Khan, and so he exacted tribute from everybody over in the Mongolian area area, and so they captured this Khan Hambagai, and they were going to take him to the golden Khan of China, mm-hmm. just to like as a gift, I guess. Yeah, 
Um, but apparently he had envoys and they gave him the right to send a message. So he sent word to the seven sons of Kabul and to his own 10 sons. He said, I became Khan of all and Lord of the kingdom and sent my daughter in person. Take warning from how I have been seized by the Tatar folk until the nails of your five fingers are finally ground flat, until the tips of your 10 fingers are beaten to the bone, strive to pay them back for me. So apparently he's, he can send messages, he just can't leave. So off he goes to, to hang out with the Golden Khan and tells his sons, the 10 and the seven sons of Kabul, to get revenge. When you say the seven sons of, spell the word? Kabul Khan, Q-A-B-U-L. Gotcha, okay. Kabul. Gotcha. Around that time, uh, Yisuke Ba'atr was hawking on the Onan River. So, new guy, Yisuke. He's going to be important. I think he's Genghis Khan's dad. Okay. Okay. So he's just just in the mix. Right. Uh, I he's don't, just a dude? Yeah, I don't think he's one of the sons. Uh, he's just, just a guy. So, he's hawking on the Onan River, and he meets this guy named Silidu of the Merkit. Merkit were another group that they had dealings with. So, there's like the Golden Khan Chinese, and then there's the Merkits. So... They see this guy, Salidu, and he is escorting home his brand new bride. And she is a smoke show. Mm. Like, she is something. And he's like, all right, I can steal her. Okay. So he goes and gets his big brothers. And when they when they kind of come together, they they go and they get close to Salidu. And he kind of looks at him. And he's like, that doesn't look good. Uh, he was afraid. They chased. Uh, his bride said, well, this is a pretty fun quote, so let me grab it exactly. You, have you understood what those three fellows are about? Their looks are not like other people's looks. Their looks are like they want your life. As long as you have your life, at least, there's a woman in every wagon and a damsel in every dray. As long as you have your life, at least, you'll find a woman to wed. The one not named Oelun, that's her name. Name her Oelun too, then. Save your life. Here is my scent to go with you. And she takes off one of her shirts and gives it to him mm. and sends him off. Basically, it's not, I'm not worth it, man. Like, there's plenty of ladies. If you don't, if you miss me, then give my name to the one you find. Mm. Do, do that. Lots of pretty girls out there. Lots of pretty girls out there. You don't need to go fight for me. Yeah, exactly. So she says, get out of here, dude. And he does. Salidu bails, and the boys kind of chase him for a little while, but, you know, they've already got the woman, so they don't really need to worry about it. Um, her name, Madam Oalun, and she cries a ton. She is weeping the whole way home. and just, She doesn't want to get married? Well, she doesn't want to marry some ran three rando dudes who captured her in the middle of riding home with her, hu like, actual husband. Fair point. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. So that the, the wait the thing that she said about the scent and the go find someone else she was saying that to her husband the guy that she was riding home with. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So he runs off and he runs off and then she's riding home oh, with all so these sad. guys. Also, she was like, "Don't die for me. Just go find someone else like me." Yeah. And then they tell her this poem. Aww. They're basically like, "Look, even if you ride for him now, you're not going to find him. He's gone. <laughs> like, get over it, girl. Like, stop, stop your weeping. We're tired of it. And we captured you. Yeah, we captured you. You're, you're coming now. home. You're ours now. Get get over it." It sucks. Um, then yeah. the Mongols gather and make Catula, one of the seven sons of Kabul Khan, Khan again, right? Because we lost the, mm -hmm. the previous guy, Humba yeah. guy. They danced and feasted and they danced around the bushy tree till the rut was up to the ribs and the hole was up to the haunches. So they, they dance around this tree until they basically dig a hole with their dancing <laughs> okay. into like this little ditch around the tree. Sounds awesome. Which is kind of yeah. fun. Uh, is there a dance this weekend? No, I think that's next weekend. No, next weekend. Yeah. City Hawkins can, dance. City Hawkins dance. Are they going to dance enough to dig into the ground? I Is hope that, not. Yeah. These trees, we don't, they don't need any more stress. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's out. I mean, we should have outside dances. I think That'd be really we should have not this, Maybe not in February. Yeah. 
Okay, any questions so far? Um, lots, but yeah. we're good. No, <laughs> um, no we're good. Okay. Um, is is Olun gonna have like is if things gonna go better for her? Yeah, and well, kinda. Oh. It's oh. hit and miss for oh. Olun. Oh no. <laughs> so she, uh, Genghis Khan or Chinggis, was born to Yisuke and Madam Olun. Oh, okay. okay. So she's she's Genghis's mom. She's Genghis's mom. So oh. she does get real famous. Yeah, yeah. But not in easy ways. Uh-oh. Yeah, because she had to like you know get. It gets harder. Cry kidnapped. Yeah, her life is going to get worse. Oh, wow. So Genghis was born clutching a clot of blood in his right hand the oh size gosh. of a knuckle bone. And so they named him Temujin. So Genghis Khan, young, Damn. named Temujin. Poor mom. She gave it to four sons, Temujin, Koko Quasar, Cassiun, and Temuk. And Temujin was the eldest, so okay. he's the oldest of the four kids. Uh, they decided to go find him a bride among his mom's people, right? They're like, okay, let's go talk to your mom's group and see if we can't find you a woman to wed. He was, I feel like that's an awkward conversation to have considering how the mom came to be with the people. Right. You know, at, at a certain point... Bygones are bygones? Like, <laughs> bygones are bygones. You've had some kids. You're married now. I feel like it's almost like the... What do you call them? The women that started Rome. The Sabines. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know about this story? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Sabine women? Yeah. I mean, I'm... It's the, so the Romans were originally a, an army. That's and right. They didn't and they have any women. They and they're like, them. so they invited the Sabines over to have this, like, we'll have some games and have a really good time. And when everyone arrived, all the Romans pulled out swords, stole all their women, and then the Sabines ran. And then five years later, when the Sabines had finally raised an army, they came back. And right when they were about to battle, all the women came out and were like, look, look, I get, I get that y'all are mad. But yes, you guys are our previous family, but we've got kids with these guys We got guys like a now. kindergarten class now. Yeah, yeah, like I have a family. Yeah, they kidnapped me, but I actually kind of love my husband now, and it's this whole thing, and so please stop fighting. And they did. Yep. It's actually why you carry your wife across the threshold of your house. It's to reenact the Romans stealing the Sabine women. That's oh, horrible. That is horrible. Isn't it? Is that really? Yeah. Where that comes from? That's where that comes from. That's awful. I don't think I... I'm trying to remember if I did that or not. I probably did. Being yeah. Being a romantic kind of guy that I so am. So you were kidnapping <laughs> uh-huh. your wife. Yeah. Yep. Not great. Not great. Not great. Anyway, so they went to find him a wife <laughs> okay. among his mom's people. Yeah, I even wrote, apparently they'd forgiven the whole kidnapping thing. Yeah. And on the way, they met a guy named Dei Sesen. And he said not only that Temujin had a flame in his eyes and a fire in his face, but that he had, he'd had a dream about a white falcon flying toward him, clutching the moon and the sun, and it landed on his hand. I don't know how it can if he's clutching the moon and the sun. Say. Right? Yeah. You've yeah. only got two claws. Sorry. Or are you like balanced? Yeah. It's unclear. unclear. Yeah, maybe like on the marbles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And he's like, clearly, this is a, a good dream. He's showing the leading of the boy or ordained of heaven to my house. So come on in. Like, come on inside. And then he, he tells a poem about how his people don't rule through manly men. They rule through their hot women. So here is his okay. We Rule Through Our hot, hot Women poem. We Congarat folk from the days of old, with the faces of our fair ones and the graces of our girl children, have not struggled for the kingdom. Yet if one of yours should reign as Khan, the daughter fair of cheek, we seat in the Cossack cart. We harness the black bull camel to go trotting out. We have her sit among you in the seat of queens. We do not struggle to rule the nation. We raise our daughters fair of face. We sit them on our wagon seat, harnessing soot-hued bull camels. We send girls off and have them sit by your side on the high seat. Of old, we Congarat folk have lived by brides as our bucklers, by pretty ones as our petitioners, by the faces of our fair ones, by the graces of our girl children. Our boy child's bounds are noted. Our girl child's grace is gazed at. <laughs> so he's Dang. all about them girl kids. So I was about to say, he's like found a, 
he's found uh, you know a need, he's uh, a market need. <laughs> yeah, and he's they're uh, filling it, and they're filling it, and you know it's uh, it's keeping them safe. They're not yeah. going to fight. They're not going to throw down. Yep. Boys and look dorky and the girls look graceful. The bo- boys are kind of dorky. And when you're looking around, you're like, man, our daughters are kind of awesome. And uh, there you go. So, yeah. Wow. Wonder, they just marry off all the girls. Probably, I wonder how cool they are with it. I guess if it's like part of your culture, it's like you need to go and be beautiful and you're really protecting your homeland because now we, we've got like the tribal ties of marriage and we're not going to get invaded if you go mm-hmm. and are a good wife. That's uh, you know. But you wonder if they keep on marrying them off and sending them away if they keep on, how they keep on producing really cute curls. It's a fair point. There must be like some, there have, there's got to be some sort of like, you're asking like top of funnel questions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How we keep on getting those girls if we keep on sending send them away. I don't know. Maybe there's something in the water well, or the I guess it makes sense because okay. they leave, they leave Genghis, Temujin, for, mm-hmm. for a little while. He mm-hmm. says, so, so they stay anyway. Um, she also had flame in her eyes and fire in her face. She was a year older What's than Temujin name? was. What's her name? About to tell you. Huh. She was 10. He was nine. Oh, and they're getting married? They're getting married. Okay. Well, they're betrothed. His name, or her name, was Bort. Bort. <laughs> oh, no. B-O-R-T-E. Oh. Good old Bort. Uh, B-O-R-T-E. Yeah. So perhaps it's Borte. <laughs> <laughs> Much better. <laughs> Which is a little more, uh, her name is Bort, oh. but she cute. Apparently she wicked. She got a fire in her face. She got that's right. A flame in the a fire in the face. She's ready to rock. She's gonna tear down this world. But okay. so is Temujin. So it works out well. So Temujin's Genghis, who was born with a blood clot in his hand. Yeah, yeah. And the he's, size of a knuckle bone. He's the Eagle Boy. He's Eagle Boy, and he's got and coming on the moon and the sun. Yeah. And so they bring him to the to the house, and then Bort is there, like just and, and love the, is born. Love is born. And, and so they've got Bort. Yisuke spends the night, and the next morning he says, "Okay." uh... What do we got to do to make this thing happen? I like that girl for my kid. What do you think? What do you think, uh, Yessi Dayan or whatever his name was? Hold on. What's uh, And the guy says, well, it's kind of custom to refuse a bunch and say, no, no, I can't. But, you know, it's let's let's do let's do business. It's a deal. He just basically says, like, I could say no a bunch, but you're awesome. This is awesome. Let's rock. And then he says, but you got to leave Temujin here for a while. And Yesuke says, fine, uh, that's fine. I'll place my son as a son-in-law here. He is scared of dogs. Do not let my son be scared of dogs. I think he was trying to get it out of him. Mm. It's not <laughs> It's not clear in the text whether he's just saying keep the dogs away because it's something he doesn't like or yep. if he was saying, hey, man, you got to... Like, help me man up my kid a little yeah, bit. Yeah, help me man yeah. up my kid a little bit. He's, he's scared of dogs. We got to kick that out of him. Mm. Okay, so on the way back, he's Wait, left... so he leaves his son. So leaves Temujin his son with his mother's there. people. So okay. Temujin is there with his soon-to-be wife and he's hanging out, learning not to be afraid of dogs. Mm-hmm. And Yesuke starts do do heading back. Uh, I think question. exposure therapy. Yeah. Think, probably okay. just puppies. Yeah. Puppies. Have them hang around dogs. Give him a puppy of his own. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's an easy way to do it. My dog, Rennie was a pup. It's pretty. That way he would cure everybody of hating a dog. Oh, my word. Yes, he would. Yeah. I love that dog. Yeah. So much. Okay. So on the way back, Yesuki met, meets some Tatars. Do you mm. recognize that at all? Yeah. They were the ones who, in the South, who kidnapped someone in the beginning. They kidnapped uh, Hambagai, the Khan. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And he said, remember... You sons of mine and you sons of the previous con, like grind your fingers to the bone to get and try me to back get back or whatever it was. Well, apparently, was it to get me back? It was grind your fingers to the bone to like work to pay off my ransom. Is that what he was asking? No, he was saying get revenge. Oh, mm. oh. yeah, remember what they've done. Okay, sure. mess these people up to avenge me. And so apparently, these Tatars remember this. And so Yesuke stops to eat with them. They make a feast. They remember the grudge and they poison his food. Damn. Mm. So this is Genghis's dad. Genghis's dad is poisoned on the way home. Yeah. So he heads home, 
poison. And he's like, oh, I don't feel good. Maybe I'll feel better in a little bit. Three days later when he finally gets home, he's like, I feel worse. This is not good. And he figures out that they poisoned him. Mm. And he calls this servant kid, Monglik, and says, you need to go get my kid, my son back. Like he might be in danger. I don't know what's going on. I'm, pro- I'm probably not going to make it. Try to go get Temujin, bring him back here. So Monglik goes to Deyisesen and says, yeah, Yesuke misses Temujin. We got to get him back. Uh, well, he doesn't say your dad's maybe dying. Well, by this time, he's actually dead. Oh, okay. When the kid leaves, Yesuke dies. And so he said, Deisesen says, okay, sure, bring him back soon. So now they are separated. Bort is oh. with her dad, and Temujin is heading home to see his now deceased Did they get father. on, him and Bort? It sure seems like it, because yeah. later, you know, there's a thing. Okay. Yeah. So apparently they had a good Sad. time. So that's the whole episode of the death of his father. In poisoned by his enemies. Poisoned, yeah. well, secret poison too. He was feasting with them. It seems oh, like man. a pretty underhanded way to do stuff. These Tatars do not they're seem not, cool. They're not messing around. Yeah. All right, hold on. How are we doing on time? Uh, doing okay. Okay, about halfway through. That checks about out. Okay. okay. So in the spring, they all feast. Now, Lady Oalun, who now mm. is husbandless, mm. yes. doesn't have a husband. And she gets there a little bit late and was treated as a latecomer, which means that she didn't get to eat the sacrificial food. Do you guys remember from last episode what that means? Nope, I don't. Means that she's essentially denied the blessing of heaven and she's not part of the community anymore. That's bad. If they she showed up late? She showed up late and she's like, oh, what is the deal? They AJ, are not giving me food. You have a rough time in Mongolia. <laughs> I would have a rough time in Mongolia, but I will point out I was the first here today. Oh, you were, you were. Fair enough. Touché. Touché. I was late. Yeah. As was I. Can I even stop for a hamburger? Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Okay. So she gets late and she is like, this is not cool. So she asked if it was because her husband, Yisuke, had died and because everyone thought her sons wouldn't get bigger. She's like, you don't, you don't want me as part of the community because my husband's dead and because my sons are small? Like, that's the deal? And she's like, they're like, no, man. It was like, start at 730. And she asks, are you going to move camp without calling me to eat? Like, are you guys going to bail without me here? Yeah. The two ladies that she asked said, and I quote, Invited but not included is your sort, consuming whatever come uh, you come across in your way. Arriving but not acknowledged is your sort, gobbling whatever is given your way. Is it that she thinks Habagai Khan has died that we get spoken to like this by Olun? Better then, move camp and leave these women and children on the range. Go on and we won't take you with us. Dang. So, That's so mean. Yeah, really they mean. are mean. They catty. are not okay. And it's, yeah, super catty just because her husband's dead or whatever. <laughs> The next day, they did just that. They, they leave her and her kids and her women mm. by themselves, and they leave them all behind. Well, an old man, Karaka, went to dissuade them from this. He's like, what are you guys doing leaving these women and children? This is not cool. Um, and he is told, the deep water has dried up, the smooth stone is smashed, and they moved to camp. Man, um, Genghis is going to go nuts in the future on these people. Oh, yeah, he's not happy. Yeah. Uh, they were so mad that this old man even had the moxie to come and talk to them that they stabbed him in the back with a spear. Whoa. What? Yeah. An old wow. d- oh. All he did was say, it's not cool to leave these people out on the range here. Right. And they're like, shut up, old guy. And they stab him in the back. And so he humbled, he st- stumbles back and he's like, um, they said no. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so Oalun is like, I'm going to handle this myself. So she grabs the banner, she rides down there, and she gets half the people to come back. Oh, oh. wow. Okay. Ah, but they were restless. And the next morning, they moved camp anyway. Oh. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I got people. And then they're all like, ah, heck with this. And they leave. So she is left by herself. 
And that is the beginning, that is the end of the first chapter, the origins of Genghis Khan. And now we're on to the youth of Genghis Khan. Dang. With me so far? Yeah. Isn't this this is a cool f- story. Like, this is really is good. This is a fun story. This is really good. Yeah. This is, it is a delightful, fun book. Yeah. And yeah, hard to resist. I'd be mad. Yeah. If your camp left you. That's, that's right. Yeah. You just like sure. wake up one morning and like everyone's, everyone's gone. gone. Be yeah. I'd day. be mad if I went to, if it'd be like going to like Veritas state of the school address and everyone's eating pie. And you're like, I'm going to get me some of this cherry pie. And they're like, not you, buddy. <laughs> you're yeah. like, what? And then tomorrow morning, then the next day when you come to work, the school There's gone. no school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just gone. They moved the building. Yeah. <laughs> They've bought out Valor's campus and now they're just meeting there. Uh, okay. So we are moving on to the youth of Genghis Khan. And there's this awesome poem about Madame Oaloon as a mother. Okay. And I'm going to read it because it's really good. Does she have fire in her eyes? No. Fire in her face? Um, Sounded like it. I mean, she's awesome. (laughs) Born both womanly and wise, finding food for her small boys, fastening on firm her bakta hat, fixing up her flowing skirts, flying up and down the Onan's flood, finding wild fruits, crab apples, and cherries, filled she night and day their famished throats. Motherly madam, born with gall, majestic sons she aimed to raise, so clutching a fork of spruce, off she set, digging up silverweed and burn it. Motherly madam's boys, well-raised on wild garlic and onion, were brought up to rulership. Noble madam mother's sons, reared on rangelands lily bulbs, would be right-minded rulers. Lovely madam's hungry boys, reared on leeks and onion leaves, grew up into well-born lords. Launched as lordly well-born men, they'd live out proud and manly lives. Saying to each other, we must feed our mother, they sat on mother Onan's muddy banks and mastered metal hooks and lures, catching maimed and motley fish, turning needles into hooks, they trout and little whitefish, whitefish hooked. Sewing seines and nets up snug, they sifted pools for silver minnows, and so they served back mother's love. Nice. Isn't that kind That's of really a cool... But they're just like camping. Well, I mean, Subsisting, all right? Mongols yep. are just I, like camping. I guess so, but they're, they're like not camping with your friends. Yeah, they're roughing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, and so she, like this lordly woman, yeah. like puts her hair in a ponytail and gets after it and like right. gathers all the vegetables, does everything she can to feed these, what, five kids that she's got? Four kids? Oh, Four sons? The, the, the woman with the moon man. No, no, no. That no. was way, way back. back. Okay. Yeah. That was generations ago. She's got four kids, four right. sons to feed. Mm. And she does it and then eventually they get big enough where they can help Take her with her. things and start catching fish. Oh, she fish. was the kidnapped woman. Yeah. Yes. There was like, quit your crying. You're yes. ours now. That's her. Oh, okay. Yeah. And now she's got these boys to raise yeah. and she's raising them and she's doing a pretty good job. Yeah. So. And they survive, right? Like and all they four survive of them. Yeah. and they're awesome. Yeah. So one morning after, you know, they've been sort of raised, uh, while Temujin, Kezar, Bector, and Belgute, we, the last two we are just meeting, they are from Yesuke's other wife introduced here for the first time. Mm. So he had more than one wife. Um, Temujin and Kezar are both from, from Yesuke, Yesuke, Genghis's dad. And then Bector and Belgute, Belgute are from these other guys. I just call them the B brothers because they both start with B. Okay. So they, they're all out fishing um, and they caught a shiny fish. And then the B brothers grab it. They're like, that fish is ours. Mm-hmm. Yoink it. Temujin and Kazar come home to tell their mom and they're like, mom, they're stealing our fish. It's not cool. What do we do with these guys? Like they're, they're what? Uh, half brothers. Right. Yeah. Stepbrothers. And she, as a classic mother, she says, and I quote, no spiteful talk, please stop it. Why do you big and little brothers act so to each other? We have no friend, but a shadow, no whip, but a tail. 
when we are wondering how to pay their bitterness back to the Taisi Ut brethren, it's all those people that like left them. Right. Mm-hmm. She's like, we're not, while we're trying to figure that out, why are you so little in accord like Alan the Fair's five sons of old? She references mm-hmm. the Fair, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. Uh, she's like, stop it. She's yeah, it's classic it mom. Like, yeah. why can you guys not get along? Shut up and figure it out. The boys were not pleased no. with this. The, they want to go conquer. Fish. And they yeah. and they bring it up and they're like, but yes, but yesterday they grabbed a lark the same yeah. way. We were catching birds and they did the same thing. They're taking our food. Yeah. And so they, they storm out of the yurt and they, <laughs> this is my favorite detail. They slap the flap out of the way because they, they, they can't, there's no door to slam. <laughs> right. And so they, they smack the flap and awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're not happy. Don't you smack uh, that flap. Slapping aside the felt door is what it says. And so they go find Vector, one of the Bee Brothers. It's so satisfying to slam a door, though, when you don't have a door to slam. Yeah. I know, and just slapping the felt flap out of the way is not... <laughs> not nearly. Yeah. It's, it's not nearly as satisfying. I bet that's probably why they invented doors in the first place. Just to slam a good, solid rage. Oh, man. So, uh, But hopefully, like, they can get along. They're brothers, and they need each other. They're the five no, arrows. They fight. Well, stay tuned, yeah. Donaldson. Stay tuned, my friend. Okay. I mean, they're not the five arrows. They're... They're not the ancestors right. were, but yeah. similar. She just made reference to them. Yeah. yeah. Alan the fair. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think, you'd think they get along. Mm. They fight. Mm. So Bector was uh, sitting on top of a lone hill. This is one of the B brothers. One of the B brothers. Okay. And Temujin was creeping up from behind mm. and Kazar from the front and they were pulling out arrows. Mm. <laughs> and he goes, ah, hey, but. <laughs> I see what you're doing. <laughs> uh, when we cannot put an end to the bitterness of the Tassiut brethren, and are wondering who will be able to pay them back. Why do you make me a lash in your eyes, a spine in your craw? He's like, what? Like, we have other fish to fry. Right. Like, what? Yeah, well, not you, stole. I stole yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, but what? Like, don't make this into such a big thing, right? Yeah. We have other things to do. Uh, when we have no friend but a shadow, no whip but a tail, how could you imagine this? Don't extinguish my hearth. Don't forsake Belgute, my other brother. Mm. So don't murder me, bro. Yeah. Uh, and then they shoot him at close range. Oh, Wow. Yeah. They killed him. Yeah, they just murdered really? him. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. He's, he's begs, and they're like, nope, you stole our fish. That's it. And they Thunk. shoot him twice. Wow. Dang. Or a bunch. When they get back to the yurt, the mom just no. knows. Yeah. She knows. She sees it in their eyes. They walk in, and she's like, you murderers. And she yells this whole thing about her sons being murderers. That that poem I won't read, but it Dang. is in there. A whole thing Dang. about how her really? sons are like oh my gosh. lions that go in for the kill. And man, she she dresses them down and she lets them have it. And she's wow. like, you kids are the worst. So the Tassiut, the guys who left them, they come back. Okay. Seeing that all those boys had now grown all the way up. The women and children, they barricade themselves. They're like, we don't want anything to do with you people. Because they could get raided now. Right? They're like it's, wild, yeah. Yeah. And then, clearly they're not friends. Right. Um, Kazar starts shooting fire at him. Some of the other boys are fighting for hiding places, trying to get in some place. And the Tassiut simply say, we want Temujin. Send us the big one. Yep. Right? And Temujin is like, nope. So he jumps on a horse and he flees and they see him and they chase him mm-hmm. and he gets into some woods that they can't get into. So they just surround the woods and they wait. And they wait for three days. Mm. And after three days, he decides, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave this forest. But on the way out, his, slattle, his saddle just falls off his horse. Mm. It's like, that's weird. So he looks at the straps and both the straps split at the exact same time. So the saddle came off. He's like, clearly this is a Someone, sign from heaven. Yeah. I'm going to stay in the forest. Okay. So he stays more. After three more days, six days total, he's like, all right, it's time. They're surely gone. I'm sure I can come out of this now. And on his way out, a giant white boulder falls down and blocks the path. And he's like... <laughs> 
message received yeah. heaven and yeah. stays there for three more days. And after nine days, he's like, well, I can either get caught by them or I suppose I could die because right. I'm starving and I haven't had anything to eat or drink and I'm just falling apart. So it's time to go. And he walks out. And guess what? They're gone. They are still oh. there. <laughs> so heaven apparently just wanted to starve him for six more yes. days because yeah. they still caught him. Yeah. Uh, and they were waiting. And so they took him as a prisoner. And now they've got him as prisoner. And I have to explain what a conk, kank, kang, C-A-N-G-U-E, kangu. We'll you, call it a kangu because that me, sounds man. fun. Yeah. Uh, but it's this thing where, say, Graham, I have you as a prisoner. Yep. I take myself a long forked stick. A big, uh, okay. Big, you know, heavy one. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I put a chain at the other end of the fork and I chain it around your neck. Yeah. So, so I got a big old long stick. Yeah. So, so I can like... like you know, yeah. guide oh, you right. around by this long stick around yeah. your neck, yeah. right? And I, and I can't like, and if you let go of it, I'm like bonking into stuff and I can't like... Yeah, running away is hard with a big giant stick yeah. around your neck. It's going to like get, dig in the ground. And yeah. yeah, it's not great. Okay. So they've got this thing and they've got it on him. Sucks, man. That's, yeah, rough. Yeah. And so they bring him as prisoner. It's I get the impression that they're not really careful about their prisoners. Okay. I think they figure if you're going to run, we'll find you yeah. because we're on this big open plane kind of area. Right. And you have this big stick around your neck. It's not going to be hard. Mm. And so you will just, you know, we'll put you somewhere, but we're not going to watch you super close. Is right. I think kind of the attitude. So they have this feeble boy bring Temujin to the Feast of Red Disc Day, which I think I get the impression is like a, Fris- kind of like a harvest moon kind like of a frisbee? thing. Frisbee. Frisbee is another option. Yeah. yeah. That I didn't consider, but now I am. Red Disc Day. Yeah. It's like the. Uh, That'd be AJ's favorite holiday, right? Yeah, they're doing yeah, like uh, frisbee golf. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> it's really hard to frisbee golf with a kangaroo around your neck. That's right. But if there's a feast involved, I yeah, mean. Make it work. Yeah. So this, they have this feeble kid, mm-hmm. you know, guiding Temujin around, which probably isn't a good idea. So Temujin takes the kangaroo from him, bonks him on the head with it once, and then bails. He runs. So the feeble kid is lives up to his name. Yeah. <laughs> feeble kid gets bonked. And so he runs and he's got to get out of here, but he doesn't know where to go. So he goes down to the, by the side of the river and he's like, I got to stay out of sight. So he lays down in the river. So just his face is showing above so he can breathe and right. then lets the, lets the kangoo kind of just float in the river like a stick. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's just hiding. Right. Because if he runs, they're going to catch him. He doesn't right. have a horse. He doesn't have any. They're going to find him, you know, bonking be- through the brush with this big stick around his neck. Um, and he can't get it off. So he's there, and then they realize he's gone. So they start searching for him. And luckily, the guy that finds him is named Sorgan Sira of the Suldus. And he says, look, all these guys are just jealous of the light in your eyes and the fire in your face. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Like, so stay here, uh-huh. and I'll make sure they don't find you. He says, your brethren... Uh, so he convinces everybody. They're like, we can't find him. And he's like, well, why don't we all just go... It's nighttime. Let's just go back over the ground we already searched to make sure we didn't miss anything. And everyone's like, sounds great. <laughs> so he knows that no one else is going to search the river because right. he was in charge of the river. So he comes back and he says, your brethren are coming here with their lips pursed and their teeth grinding. Keep lying like this. Yeah. Be patient. And this happens a few more times, right? He's like, they're like, oh, I can't find no. him. And he's like, why don't we search the same ground again? <laughs> and they're like, sounds like a great plan. Yeah. Uh, Sorg and Sira. And so it happens again. Finally, they decide, okay, let's, We'll get back at this tomorrow morning when we can see. Let's all pass out for the night. Like I said, it doesn't seem like they're very careful with prisoners. Right. There's a party. How far is he going to run? We have horses, right? Uh, So Sorgan Sierra comes and he says, okay, we're going, we're done. So you got to, you got to bail. When we all go to sleep, you bail. You get out of here. You find a way out. 
Temujin thought this was a terrible idea. Right. He's like, if I run with this thing around my neck, I'm screwed. Right. I can't I can't go very far. Instead, I know where Sorgan's tent is because mm. I know his kids and I know that they churn the isuk all night, especially on this feast day. So mm. they're going to you're going to hear that plunger. Oh yeah. So he he heads down and he's, he starts listening at tents for the the plunger going and he finds it and he goes in there with the thing around his neck. With the thing around his neck. I and mean, s- this is this is classic Lighting your eyes, firing your face behavior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty standard. Yeah. Pretty standard Temujin. Yeah. Born with a blood clot in his hand, for God's <laughs> sakes. Uh, and so he finds him. Sorgan is understandably not pleased yeah. that this prisoner is in his tent. He's right. like, I told you to run away and, and you get out of here. And the two sons are like, Dad, you'd be nice. And so they help. Oh, they really? convince him. And so they, they take off the kangu they and they good. chop it all up and they throw it in the fire. And they're like, we got to hide you because... You run, they'll find you. Yeah. So we're going to put you to sleep in our wagon, our wool wagon. And after three days of searching, they realize that Temujin probably was hidden. He's probably still in the camp, mm. right? Because we couldn't find him out on the range. And We'd ridden yeah. our horses all over. That's right. We would have seen... We would have seen like Kang dra- Kangu drags in right. the yeah, sand. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, we would have found him. Yeah. So they figure out that he's hidden somewhere. Yeah. So they start searching. And they search and they inspect... And then they get to Sorgan's tent and they start searching and they even get to the wool wagon and they are pulling wool out of the wagon until they are almost to his feet. And then Sorgan's like, look, you think he's going to sleep in here for like three days? It's like a thousand degrees outside. Who wants to lay in wool for that long? He would suffocate. Come on, guys. Who who are we kidding here? And they're like, good point. Fair enough, Sorgan. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're done here, boys. And they all (laughs) leave and he's okay. So they give him a horse. They give him a little bit of food and they, they send him on his way. And so Temujin finds the place where his family had been camped and he follows them. Okay. Are we doing on time? Do we have time for more? We do. Totally. Okay. Great. With me so far? With you. Yeah. All right. So So uh, is Sorgan going to come back as like a bro? I don't think so. But there are are many more bros to play play a part. Yeah. Right? We're we're about to meet another one. Each bro plays his part. I mean, it's the legendary growth of a hero, right? He had got captured. He had a kangoo around his neck. He was, you know, he's... Killed his brother over a fish. Oh, oh man, that was brutal. That Seriously. was brutal. Sla- you Especially know, when he's like slapped aside a tent door. Yeah. yeah. And now he's trying to get back to his family. That's yeah. what you said. He, okay. There's still another bee brother in there, though. There's still another bee brother. I'm yeah. sure he's not happy, but yeah. and the mom isn't too happy either. But you know, big there's... long like you suck poem. Yeah. yeah. But they're still family. Okay. She's a mother. Still family. Right. How, whose son doesn't screw up? That's now true. Man, yeah. <laughs> Who hasn't wanted to shoot an arrow? At, I don't know. Tell, what? Yeah. What? Okay. So this little episode is called The Bandits and the Geldings. So he Dang. finally finds his family. And a little bit later, Bel- Belgute, the other bee brother, is off hunting marmots. And he catches a bunch of them. Like his whole horse is veritably cool. like yep. weighed over with all these marmots that they're going to eat. Dang. So good job, buddy. But while he was gone, uh, some bandits came and robbed eight horses. Mm. And all the women and children like, what are they going to do about it? All these bandits are there. They saw it happening, but they're like, what, are we going to fight these guys? Yep. And so they grab the horses, they take off, and Belgute is like, I'll handle it. And Kazar is like, you can't handle it. I'll handle it. And Temujin is like, you guys know neither of you can <laughs> handle this. I will handle it. And so he does. Pops on a horse, tracks them, and on his way to tracking, he finds this trim youth milking mares. He's just, you know, tracking these guys. And the, guy, and the boy says, oh, man, I know who you're talking about. Like, I saw some guys with eight young, young geldings run right by here like a day ago. Uh, I know exactly where they went. Um, let me go with you. He said, I knew, I know your troubles. Mm-hmm. I will be your friend. Everybody has troubles like this. 
Like, I'm on your side. Let's go. And he's like, you don't have to come. And he's like, nah, I'm coming. My dad's name is Naku the Rich, and his name is Bo Orsu. We'll call him Bo. Bo. So Bo's just like, hey, man, everyone loses. Everyone gets their Gelden stolen now and then. Yeah. He's, he's, there is no reason why he should help Temujin. He's right. just good natured. He's just good natured. And he leaves his milk pail right there. He's like, I'm getting on my horse. Let's go. Let's go. So they go. Uh, his dad, Naku the Rich, is devastated. He no. thinks his son has been kidnapped right. because mm. the milk pail is still right there. Right. But off they go. They track those bandits for three nights. And then they get there and Temujin is like, look, man, you stay put. I don't want you to get hurt. This isn't your fight. Like, I thank you for coming with me, but you stay right here. And he's like... No way, bro. We are bros. Wow. Why? What kind of friendship am I, am I offering you yeah. if I'm not willing to go in there with you? So they ride in there. Yeah. They get the horses, and as they're riding off, the bandits are chasing them. And he's like, the bow says, I'll shoot at him. And Temujin's like, no, I'll shoot at him. So he shoots at him. The guys turn around, and they get their horses back. Awesome. It's this huge thing. Yeah. It doesn't sound like anybody really got hurt. Okay. Yeah, everybody's kind of okay. Except the bandits. Ex no, the bandits. Oh, it sounds like they're kind of okay. They, I mean, they lose the horses. Yeah, yeah. But they weren't theirs anyway, they're so... Good. Uh, so they come back and Temujin is like, man, thank you so much for helping. Like, choose some horses, right? You, you earned these back. Yeah. And Bo says, and I quote, me, I've become friends with you because I knew that you, a good friend of mine, came to me in trouble. And because I intended to help a good friend. Would I take this as a reward? My father is named Naku the Rich. The only son he has is me. What my father has gathered will fulfill my needs. I won't take any of them. What is this help that I helped you with? I won't take any of them. Okay. What a what guy. A, what a good guy. What a, a good guy is Bo. And so they finally go to Naku the Rich's yurt, and he is sitting there blubbering in the middle right. of his house because he thinks his only son is gone. And he comes in, and he's like, hey, Dad. And he's like, hey. <laughs> he, and he says, you are two young men. Yeah. Keep seeing each other. Mm. Ever after, do not abandon each other. And good. so a friendship so is So Dad's sealed. like, you and you. Your buddies now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fate is sealed. You're yeah. friends forever. Yeah. Oh, I just love It's such a good little, good little feel good tale. Good right. old Bo Orsu. Hey, man. Yeah. He, like, got his horses back. Yeah. And and then and then Temujin rides home, gives him the horses, well, and Bo, everyone Bo. was scared that he was a... Does Bo come with him? Uh, I think Bo probably stays with his dad. Mm. And then he goes and returns his horses, and everyone is overjoyed and rejoices mm. at the returning of the horses. Awesome. Okay. There's a little section where the camp grows, so... It was just Temujin and his mom and mm -hmm. some ladies and some children, and they start getting more servants, and people start joining the camp, and he, you know, his little kingdom begins to grow. Mm -hmm. And then, let's see, they decide to go find Bort, mm. his wife. Awesome. He's like, I've grown up, I've done some, I've done some banditing, oh, I've yeah. done, I've been captured. Yeah. Like it's time. Yep. It's time. Time to go get my wife. Time to let's go, go get find married. Bort. Yep. Yep. And so they have been separated since she was nine. And they get married. And Temujin, in the deal, kinds up and ends up getting this really nice sable fur coat that hmm. was, I think, intended for his mom. Right. But he's like, nah. <laughs> okay, cool. So he takes it, and they decide to take it to Onkan of the Karyat to seal a pact of friendship. He thinks his dad had been buds with this guy. Onda is what mm. they call it, like a pact of brotherhood. Mm. So he's like, I'm going to go and give it to this guy because maybe we'll be friends. The dude loved the coat. He's like, this coat is amazing. It's fantastic. He's, he says, and I quote, due to the donation of the black fur coat, boldly I'll bring together your broken up kingdom. Set closer than kidneys, more cherished than chest. Let this be to me. That must be quite the coat. It yeah. is a nice coat. That's a nice yeah. coat. I imagine it's very nice. 
Yeah, maybe it was just hard to get yeah. the fur or something, but he is he is over the moon about this thing. Is that clo- did you say closer than kidneys? <laughs> yeah, set closer than kidneys, <laughs> more cherished than chest. Oh, man. Okay. This coat beat to me. I feel like, Hannenberg, if you got me a coat, I just loved. You yeah, can see yourself. I feel like you, I would. You could say that? I would feel, I could feel, I could understand how you would feel that way. But like, I could take over kingdom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Of course, I'll, I'll bring you. your kingdom yeah. together. Yeah, easy peasy, easy. And I, I get the impression I'd that wear this the guy, coat doing it. Yeah, yeah. I get the impression this guy has some resources. Yes. Mm. I don't think he's you know for him maybe saying like bring together your broken up ki- kingdom is not a difficult task gotcha, for him. Gotcha. Right. Send a cu- couple battalions, sort it out. Got a dope coat. Right. Let's rock. Seems like he's got some political connections. Mm. This one is entitled Bort Kidnapped. Okay. Mm. So the Tassiute, remember those jerks uh-huh. who left everybody behind? Yes. They come back, and everyone is scared and tries to flee from the Tassiute. The Tassiute stop them, take a look, look through their wagon, and I actually think this may have been the Merkit. Yeah, the Merkit, some Merkit soldiers find, take a look through the wagon and find a lady, and it's Bort. So they're running from the Tassiute, but they run across some Merkit soldiers, and they find her. They tried to hide her. Doesn't work. The three Mer- Merkit um, had tried to track Temujin, couldn't get him. They're, they were happy to pay back the injury of Madame Oaloon being stolen so many years ago. Apparently, they're still hacked about that. They're like, well, you take our lady, Oaloon. We're going to take your lady, Bort. So mm. they steal Bort, and off they go, the Merkit. I can understand their frustration. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder if they need, like, a year of Jubilee, where it's just right. like, all right, all stolen ladies. Right. Hands up. Stolen. Yeah. Yeah. Raise your hand stolen, if you were a stolen lady. <laughs> now you're part of that family. Your brothers have to get over it. Everybody chill about the whole stolen ladies thing. It's got to stop. But yeah. they don't. They steal. They steal Bort. Oh, I'm a stolen ladies. <laughs> Put your hands up. <laughs> so in that time, Temujin had been fleeing separately, right? He yeah. didn't know that Bort was in trouble. And he finds out and he's like, man, I was so scared of this whole thing. Mm. And so he feels really bad. So he decides to have himself a little ritual. So as I described in the previous episode, he hangs a belt around his neck, mm-hmm. takes his hat in his hands, beats his chest and bows nine times to the direction of the sun. And he says, let my, my descendants also do this. And then they go to Onkan, coat guy. Mm. And he's like, coat guy, they took my wife. Mm. Can you help? And he says... Did I not say it to you last year when you brought me the sable fur coat? I said, and I'm going to read you this poem. Uh, Ones who called themselves Onda in father's time must be like a father. You let me wear it. And then did I not say, moved by the memory of the sable coat, safely I'll secure your sundered kingdom? Due to the donation of the black fur coat, boldly. I'll bring together your broken up kingdom. More cherished than chest, let this be to me. Set closer than kidneys, let this be to me. Now being true to my word, moved by the memory of the sable coat. Massacred will the mass of Merkit wow. be. Wow, okay. Madam Bort will be made safe for you. Due to the donation of the black fur coat, destruction will be done to all the Merkit. Oh my gosh. Dame Bort, we will truly draw home. Dang, that's incredible. Like, he loves his coat. Real nice coat. He's yeah. really all about it. Yeah. And I just love that he is like, man, he's serious. <laughs> yeah. He's all about that coat. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it highlights the importance of giving a really well-chosen <laughs> gift. That's right. It can, yeah. Like, can solidify a friendship. Yeah. Apparently. It can solidify a, friend, a friendship. It can just like, it can carry a lot of water for you in the future. Yeah. You know, I bet it's one of those things where he's probably got, like, my analogy would be, I, I don't have a great face for sunglasses. Mm. Like a lot of sunglasses don't really fit me at all. Mm. And when I find a pair that does, mm-hmm. I 
I hang on to them. Sure. Like, that's the, the only ones I can find. And so I wonder if this guy just has a really oddly shaped body sure. or something. And his and coat just works. His one coats, coat. This yeah. is the one coat that makes yeah. him look just absolutely killer. Yeah. And all the other coats make him look like a doofus. And uh-huh. so as a king, that's important. You got to look good in your would coat. Would you knit together someone's kingdom if they got you like the best, but just that pair of sunglasses? If I had a student that was like... <laughs> Mr. Donaldson, I considered it. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Hannenberg, I've considered this. These are the sunglasses for you. And I was like, oh my gosh, dang, these are yours. This is it. Like, you can go first, last, anytime you want to in any presentation from here on out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll give give you your thing. There you go. That's funny. Okay. So he swears that they'll do it. Yeah. Um, He sends word, and there's a whole section about them gathering together armies. And there's like subsections and a whole thing. So they gather together this massive army to go and get Bort back. Uh, and they go and they raid the Merkit and it works. Okay. The Merkit are like, totally overrun and yeah. they're fleeing down the river. And the whole time Temujin is riding along going, Bort! <laughs> Looking Bort! For, yeah. Hey, Bort! And then eventually she runs out and she recognizes yeah. his face. She hasn't seen him since he he was nine. Right. And she's like, it's you, Temujin. He's like, Bort, dope. Let's camp. And so they just stop right there. They're not raiding anymore. Right. He's like, we'll deal with the Merkit later. Yeah. And they camp. And it's awesome. Apparently, the, what had happened was the three Merkit found the lady and they ended up giving Bort to the little brother of Selidu, the guy that originally lost Oalun. Mm. Remember? Mm-hmm. So he had his girl stolen, so they mm. gave Bort to his brother. Mm. And the brother was like, this is a really bad idea. His, his <laughs> name was Silger the Brawny. Mm. And it says he ran away as a rebel. And what that sounds like is when they give him the lady, he's like, yeah, I don't want any of this drama. Mm. And... The, <laughs> This is his poem. A ghastly crow who gorged on scraps, got up desire to dine on goose, the gross and gory silger, me, did muster blessed, did muster blessed Madam's majesty, and woe did bring to murket ones. It came upon the ca- craven head of crude and common silger, me, concerned but for my paltry corpse, I'm creeping through a covert canyon. Who can be my comfort now? A mangy bird who mangled mice made eyes to dine on meat of swan. The thieving thrall, born silger, me, did think to touch a lady's thigh, a madam of majestic mane and misery brought to murket men. It fell upon the filthy head of vaunting vile silger, me, my life as small as turds of sheep, I saved by scaling shadowed rills. My life as small as turds of sheep, who can shelter now for me? He's not a confident man. Not at all. Yeah. So he's like, I don't want this. Yeah. I'm out. I, I don't want her. Not yeah. not good. Yeah. So they get Bort back. Was he called the Brawny? Silger the Brawny. Doesn't, doesn't that mean seem he's like, like a beefy yeah. dude? You would think so. Yeah. yeah. But he apparently His life is small as the turds of sheep. Yeah, small as turds of sheep. And he just wants to <laughs> find some shelter and get out of the whole thing. Yeah. So he fled. I, mean, I, I get it, right? Like, yeah. yeah I mean, I you're it. bringing Temujin and a whole, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and an Army. angry coat king after you? Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. I don't want that. Uh, I think he's all right. Yeah. 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 He seems like he gets out okay. We don't, I don't really hear Good. much of him so afterwards. Just, so Silger is like, escapes like this. a rebel. Is that what it was saying? Yeah. Escaped as a rebel. Yeah. yeah. Fled as a rebel. So he's out. They caught up with one of the original Merkit that stole the lady, mm-hmm. one of the three, and they gave him a plank uh, Kangu and sent him off. They're like, yeah, there's something on your neck. And they, wow. they like cart him away. Yeah. Belgute had heard that his mom was in the same camp they sent that guy to. So he went to find, find her, but she crawled into the woods because she was married to a base man and didn't feel like she could look her sons in the face. Remember, Belgute's mom was Yisuke's second wife yes. after Oalun, like yeah. Oalun's sister wife kind of thing. Mm, yeah. So he went to find his mom and she's like, ah, I've got this gross husband now. And so she like 
waddles off into the forest and he can't find her. Yeah. Um, he started shooting the Merkit. He's like, bring me my mom and just started shooting everybody around there yeah. and apparently killed a whole bunch of them. And then the 300 Merkit who had originally chased him around, chased uh, Temujin around the mountain, they killed all of them. And all the, of the girls who remained, the good ones, to quote, the ones good for bed were got in bed and the ones good to go in the door were got in the door. And remember, Ooh. if you're standing close to the door, that means you're a servant. Mm-hmm. So they gave him servants and extra stolen ladies. And then they, a couple other things happened. They find a five-year-old kid named Kusu and they give her to Oalun sort of as a present. It's like an extra little servant. Temujin and some of his battle buddies uh, go and raid another place and tear open a wagon cart fort and ravish the ladies with lovely looks. And then Jamuka and Temujin camp together and decide to renew their like brotherhood with each other. Jamuka is another guy that like helped them kind of do this whole raid business. Gotcha. So the raid is a success. They get back his wife. They kind of find Belgute's mom, although she sort of runs off in embarrassment. Um, Bort is back. Oalun is fine. Everything is good. And it seems like now he's got this great friend in the Coat King, mm-hmm. Ong Khan. And he seems like he's got a lot more power. I mean, they've defeated all these Merkit folks, so they got to get some spoils out of that. And his, his legend grows. And that's probably where we are going to end Dang. today. Man, that's cool. Genghis. I mean, Temujin. Temujin. Okay, did you guys track most of that, or was I all over like all over most the of names? It. I feel like, it, again, the yeah, the names are tough to follow, but I think I'm tracking the story so far. And I mean, again, I don't feel good. Yeah, it's not great. The ending. <laughs> no, of you don't it. Like yeah. it. no, it's just all like vengeance and yeah, bloodshed, and bloodshed and pillaging. Yeah, he's killed a lot of people now, yeah. and I don't imagine he's much past like 25. I don't yeah. think it's gonna stop. It's only gonna be more, right? Yes. No, uh, Genghis yeah. was a peaceful. <laughs> Common misconception. Common misconception. You're here to clear up his name. his generals. It? It wasn't oh, him. okay, good, great. Uh, no, yeah, he, he's a murderous yeah. guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Not great. I mean, he killed a guy for stealing his fish. Uh, yeah. Fair point. His brother his for brother. killing his brother yeah. for stealing a fish. Yeah. It's a little over the top. I yeah. mean, like, I feel like I've probably stolen something of yours at some point. Yeah, I'm not going to kill you for it. I, I know. And, you know, with a wife like Bort, who also has fire in the face. Oh. Two fire in the face light, peoples. Yeah. Light in the that's, eyes and fire in the face. Yeah, that's double trouble. You think their kids are going to be like a firebrands? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There it is. Or it cancels out. Two fires burn. And they're like, well, I just want to play Xbox. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I guess we'll find out more next time. Yeah. Bye. So that's uh, Genghis Khan. It's awesome. it's been a treat so it's far. Really, I've yeah, I've been really sure. enjoying the book. Cool, cool. Yeah. How many more episodes do you think it'll be? Oh, a few. You at think least there's a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. There's plenty left, and mm-hmm. I, I would skip some, but this like it's all just story. Yeah. So. I don't find it's worth skipping, at least not yet. When we yeah. get to, and then he raided these people, and then he raided these people. Yeah. Maybe we'll skip some of that. Yeah. But so far, the stories are great. Sure, absolutely. Well, this has been Classical Stuff You Should Know. You can find us online at classicalstuff.net. You can send us an email at theguys at classicalstuff.net. You can find us on Patreon at Classical Stuff. You can find us on Twitter or X or whatever we call that at Classical Stuff, C-L-S-S-C-A-L Stuff. And... Oh, we haven't good. announced our new thing because this is the Oh, yeah, announce it here. Go for it. So if you are a Patreon subscriber, we now have a new uh, feature. Uh, we have been contacted. <laughs> You're going to do the, <laughs> yeah, do, do the, do the story. Yeah, do it. We've yeah. been, as a classical podcast, yes. we have been contacted by the Oracle of Delphi. Uh-huh. And she has said that every month, if someone asks her for advice, she will reply and give sage oracular advice. Yeah. But you have to be a Patreon subscriber, and every month you leave your advice, and the Oracle of Delphi will deign to descend or whisper in the leaves, uh-huh. or what else does the Oracle say, to say stuff? 
or like take a bunch of mushrooms or whatever they used to do back <laughs> in the day. I don't know what, uh, but, um, but the Oracle. So oh, if you, man. if you, if you have Donaldson advice, doing Oracle stuff on mushrooms, would that's going to give me a bad idea. Yeah. No, 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 it's not me doing it. It's the Oracle, the Oracle. of Delphi. Yeah. Right, 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 yeah. right. So we have a new ask the Oracle, um, uh, feature for our Patreon subscribers. So yeah. there you go. And that's for any level, right? Any level. So yeah. even the two, even the two buck chuck level, <laughs> okay. you can, um, ask a question, ask a question, ask advice for the Oracle. Yep. Very good. All right, so check that out on our Patreon. Again, patreon.com slash classical stuff. But I think that is it. So thank you all for listening, and we will see you all again soon. Bye. 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 Bye.